Can an artist has midwife speaking? Welcome to Up Yours Downstairs, the podcast that's a delivery room, not a teddy bear's picnic. <laughs> yeah, I can't yep. argue with that. You can't yeah. argue with that. We're definitely not a teddy bear's picnic. We are not. Fuck you, bears. <gasps> Paddington's coming out in January. Yeah, that's and by true. by Paddington, we mean Paddington 2. <laughs> that's right. The new batch. <laughs> Of marmalade. <laughs> I am so excited. Yeah. Although yeah. I get so worried about Paddington. What? I mean, I'm, I think it's like a legitimate mental health problem. <laughs> like I think about Paddington being in danger and I get very upset. But whoa, it's so sad when he was homeless. <laughs> it's going to be okay. I know it's going to be okay. <laughs> Wishaw? <laughs> ben Wishaw, that is. Yes. Okay. This is. Wishaw. Tell the midwife. Yes. The part of the podcast where I tell you, Amy, mm-hmm. about Call the Midwife right. so you don't have to watch it. Yes. it's This is like a very meta thing. <laughs> this yeah. is the function that we provide to many people. Oh, that's true. But now, it's, this is a whole other layer. Now it's like, the, am I the audience or the podcaster Ooh. or both? It's what? Yeah. The Outer Limits. <laughs> In conversation with Kelly Anik. Black Mirror. <laughs> the Twilight Zone. Poplar. 1961 the world is a changing oh no yeah oh look it is sorry oh this episode was fine okay it was fine all right i like i'm trying to think which of these i liked the best Mm -hmm. i guess i liked the typhoid one the best oh yeah yeah out of the four that i watched for this chunk of recording Mm -hmm. definitely the typhoid one i liked best okay I wanted to like episode five, but I couldn't. Okay. And I will explain that later. All right. That sounds interesting. When we get to episode five. Yes. So Sister Mary Cynthia is cleaning an oil painting of Sister Hildegard, who was the first member of this order to come to Poplar. Mm-hmm. And she's cleaning it with bread. She just took out like a loaf of bread. And I was like, oh, because I thought it was, you know, you see this sometimes in Eastern religions where they'll put out offerings of like food oh, right, right. for the gods. Mm-hmm. And I thought... I was like, I never saw no Anglicans do that. Right. But that's not what's happening. She's cleaning a painting with bread. (laughs) Sister Mary Cynthia is very excited. This is her first Sister Hildegard day since she joined the order. All right. There's a woman named Linda running into work at the paint factory, which apparently they have (laughs) in Poplar. (laughs) Famous for it. She gives Trixie some... Poplar. Paint town, they call it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so linda gives trixie some candy cough twists to take to sadie mm-hmm. who we immediately meet there's some kid quoting shakespeare while he's hanging a photo his mum is sadie mm-hmm. and it turns out the photo is like of like part of sadie's head near the queen <laughs> and sure. Ian, ian's going to university at durham oh. first probably in poplar <laughs> you know that whole thing you know what now there's a class at the clinic about home birth versus hospital. So that's probably not going to come up anymore. <laughs> Ian goes and tells the Vicar Tom that he got into Durham. And, you know, Vicar Tom, you know, he he helped him buy books and write his application and mm-hmm. gave him the train fare to go in for his interviews and exams and things. The Vicar is a good person. Mm-hmm. I think he's a really good member of the community. Mm-hmm. I just don't care about him anymore. <laughs> yeah. My investment in the Vicar is only 
insofar as he's invested in Trixie. Mm-hmm. He then tells Sadie, who is his girlfriend that he got in, and she's not into him going, and mm. she starts quoting the Lady of Shalott, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. What is the Santa Green Gables? <laughs> Mrs. Cottingham... So we saw her, she was in the in the class at the clinic saying, yeah. oh, what do you think? You know, right, whatever like they say. What, what the, the, the commenters are always mm-hmm. whatever chiming the, in. Whatever the comic relief of the episode has to say. <laughs> and so she's pregnant and she wants a girl. She's got two boys already. Mm. And Linda, who I herewith will be calling fake Maisie Williams. <laughs> if you watched it, you would understand. Sure, yeah. She's pregnant. Hey. Oh no, Ian, you were supposed to go to university. Now you're going to take care of a class baby (laughs) sister julianne gets called up to temp at this hospital and she asks sister mary cynthia to plan the sister hildegard service sister monica jones is like but she never even knew sister hildegard and they're like fine you help her we don't care (laughs) how are you still alive Trixie is very passive aggressive to Nurse Boring because Patsy and Delia and Trixie are all planning to go see La Dolce Vita. Oh. And they invite Nurse Boring. She's like, oh, I'm visiting a cousin. <laughs> and Trixie's like, fuck you. Yeah. And, you know, Patsy's like, yeah, you should have told her. I told you. Yeah. The hospital is very impersonal. I know we're all surprised. <laughs> Everybody's very upset about the unplanned pregnancy for Linda and Ian. Sure. So the line, this is a delivery room, not a teddy bear's picnic. Sister Julianne's been brought in to help a woman named Jamila, who is Indian. Mm-hmm. And she seems to have good command of English. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the nurse is like kind of dismissive of her. But Sister Julianne has given her some tea. And like, that's when she's like, oh, it's not a teddy bear's picnic. She's like, it's got sugar in it. And I'm trying to like keep her energy up for this labor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, they're very into like taking their scheduled breaks. And... Mm. Anyway, Sister Julian's like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Linda tells her dad she's pregnant, who goes How crazy. Does that go? Yeah. It doesn't like... go well. He <laughs> tries to beat the shit out of Ian. Yeah. Nurse Boring and the vicar have a tough conversation about Trixie. And Nurse Boring is boring because she's like, <laughs> If you and I being together is hurting Trixie, well, I'm a nurse. When I see others in pain, I want to stop it. And I'm like, you need boundaries, girl. Yeah. You're messed up. Like, anyway. Yeah. So she's like, I don't want to see you anymore. And nurse Cranky sees that happen. Yeah. And then they go to Mrs. Cottingham's with gas. This is why it's always a bad idea to uh, date recurring characters of a show you're in. <laughs> So the baby at Mrs. Cottingham's has a brow presentation, which isn't breech, but it's like the chin is tilted. Okay. And they decide that they need to send her to the hospital. Okay. So she's going to the hospital where Sister Julianne is temping. Again, this is never going to come up again. <laughs> Ian has been bullied into getting engaged to Linda. He mm. sold something of his dad's or something all right to buy her an engagement ring and it's like so small and they don't ever say anything but like they're showing it off Uh to the vicar and i think trixie and trixie saying an engagement is very important and it means you know and and just like all this like you know Mm -hmm. message yeah but anyway it's a shitty ring (laughs) mrs cottingham poplar Mrs. Cottingham has to have an emergency C-section. Mm-hmm. Nobody saw that coming. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's another one of these little seal babies. Oh, this no. This one has no limbs. Oh. And the doctor is a real dick about it. Yeah. Now, luckily, she's knocked out. Uh-huh. So she doesn't know any right, of this is going right, on. Right. And she had asked Sister Julianne, please make sure 
that the baby is comfortable mm-hmm. and you know when i'm when i'm asleep you know take care of the baby mm-hmm. there is an engagement party quote unquote party and the big gift is oh boy linda's dad has gotten ian a job at the paint factory <laughs> wow that's worse than socks <laughs> <laughs> So then Sister Julianne can't find baby Cottingham. Mm-hmm. And that is because this was upsetting. I didn't mark that I cried, but I would be surprised if I didn't. Yeah. What they have done. And she heard the doctor say, oh, another one. Mm-hmm. And the baby has no limbs. They can't even determine the gender. Mm-hmm. What they have done is put the baby in, I think, the sluice room is what they call it. Okay. Like where they clean things, basically. Mm-hmm. And the baby has been left by an open window without any swaddling to die, basically. Yeah. And Sister Julianne is rightfully horrified. Yeah. And so she goes and picks up the baby and she she says that prayer that's like, you were precious in mine eyes. And it's just like, I wish they gave her more to do because yeah. the actress is phenomenal. And the other nurse comes in. And she's just like, what is this about? And the baby dies in her arms. And yeah. she's like, I should have baptized it. And, you know, she's just kind of yeah, babbling yeah. at this point and saying to the other nurse, she's like, you know, you don't have to be a priest to baptize a baby. And the other nurse didn't know that. Yeah. And I knew that. Yeah. You don't too. have to be a priest to marry somebody or baptize them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's very upsetting. Yeah. And, you know, she was there for this baby. Yeah. Which is what matters. Yeah. And yeah. the vicar is talking to Ian in the bathroom at his party and Ian's just in the bathroom he's saying I'm not drunk <laughs> and you know they just sort of have a, a talk about doing the right thing or whatever yeah. the sisters talk about Hildegard and lies I don't know which <laughs> lies oh I know what it is so sister Mary Cynthia and sister Monica Joan are trying to plan the sister Hildegard service mm-hmm. and sister Monica Joan of course is derailing things because she's loony <laughs> But Sister Julianne comes in and she had Miss Compline and mm-hmm. dinner and Sister Mary Cynthia's like, oh, your dinner is back here. And then she explains to them what happened mm-hmm. and she wonders if it is ever okay to lie. Mm. She asks Sister Monica Joan, is it okay to lie? And she says, if telling the truth would be, she's like, yes, if telling the lie is a kindness. I can't remember how she phrases mm-hmm. it, but she's mm-hmm. just like, if the lie does more good than harm. Mm-hmm. And if the truth is too cruel to bear, mm-hmm. then tell the lie. Mm-hmm. So she's obviously thinking about Mrs. Cottingham and what to tell her right. about the circumstances of yeah. her baby's death. Yeah. Ian is going off to work and he sees all these people punching in and he runs away, basically. He doesn't go in. Right. Sister Julianne is talking to Sheila and Dr. T about I did the same thing on my first day at the paint factory. (laughs) Yeah, you never went back, did you? (laughs) No. And so they are, you know, old-timey people didn't know stuff about thalidomide is what this is. We talked about it on the Facebook page, but it's basically an anti-nausea treatment that caused these birth defects. Yeah, yeah. Linda goes into the clinic to get checked with Sadie, and she's miscarrying. She miscarries right into a toilet. Yeah. Sister Julian goes to tell Mrs. Cottingham about her baby and Mrs. Cottingham asks, was it a girl? And Sister Julian lies and says yes. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Cottingham is like, oh, I knew it was. Yeah. And it's very affecting. Yeah. And, you know, she, she explains to her that she was in a bad way, but that the baby passed away in her arms and she believes the baby knew she was loved. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's 
some comfort to yeah. Mrs. Cottingham. Yeah. Ian, when he ran away from work, has gone back home and tries to kill himself with the gas from the stove. Oh, wow. I was not expecting that. Yeah. So Trixie and the vicar get in there. I mm. forget why it's the two of them. Yeah. But they get in. They, you know, bring him around. I forget exactly at what point. I think it's a couple days later. But, you know, Linda has told Ian that she's lost the baby. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're still technically engaged. But she gives the ring back. And she's just like, now I'm doing the right thing. Mm. You go off to university. Mm-hmm. Trixie has a conversation with the. She has a conversation with. Um, oh, okay. I did cry here. There's okay. a conversation with the vicar mm. because the conversation between boring and the vicar earlier was where the vicar was like yeah it's been a year you'd think that both of us would be over it by now and mm-hmm. nurse boring is like you're not over it and he's like Ugh. yeah wow <laughs> yeah so not great yeah totally. but trixie and the vicar have a tearful conversation about what happened between them and mm-hmm. she says you know at one time this is where one of us would have leaned in and kissed the other one. And, you know, they basically are just like, listen, we have to let each other go and live our lives. Yeah. So then Trixie tells Nurse Boring, go ahead, date the vicar. It's cool. Yeah. There's the St. Hildegard Memorial and Sister Mary Cynthia says a bunch of crap about stuff. (laughs) And it ends with a close-up on the box that contains baby Cottingham's remains. Uh And so there's some more voiceovering about... (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then season five, episode five. Okay. We open on science. And science. There's a guy like mixing some potions. And I'm like, that's not scientific at all. (laughs) And Trixie's, you know, leading her keep fit class. Mm -hmm. And Mrs. Buckle kind of like falls over. They're doing like bicycles. Okay. Like on your back. Oh, oh, yeah. And that's Mrs. Fred. Okay, like I right. didn't know I know her name's Vi I didn't remember that Fred had a last name Or that it was Buckle <laughs> Like what is this a Dickens novel I mean Kind of Yeah <laughs> So <laughs> Tim Little arsehole Tim Oh yeah uh, Dr. T's son Yeah Is smoke shaming Dr. T While reading Freud <sighs> Oh, my God. It doesn't make me like him anymore. No. They're having a chest clinic in Poplar. And while he's smoking, Dr. T is like, I can't think why all these people are having so many chest problems and getting (laughs) cancer. And Tim's like, don't you read the Lancer? It's smoking. And Dr. Turner's like, uh, it's a theory. You know, (laughs) basically at this point, he's like an evolution denier. Right. Yeah. And Sister Nobody explains babies to a Mrs. Dolly. Yeah. Also, what are you doing reading The Lancet, you little shit? He, look. <laughs> ugh, he's going to be insufferable when he goes to university. <laughs> Sister Nobody explains babies to a Mrs. Dolly who seems just very confused. Okay. She's like, how do babies get sick? And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, they're always upset. Like, right. Anyway, she's pregnant, whatever. We see Fred and Mrs. Fred doing calisthenics, but then she throws out her back. Mrs. Dolly is at home and she's talking to some old lady who's like the housekeeper. And the old lady is the housekeeper to Mr. Dolly, who's like super old. Okay. So it's like a weird situation. And we sort of find out that like Mrs. Dolly, there's there's a story here. I don't know. And that was the kind of the old guy who was like mixing all the potions at Uh the beginning. And then Mrs. Dolly is his wife. Okay. I thought maybe she was his daughter initially. Right. So did he accidentally like invent an a- aging potion and now he's trying to return to his true age? 
No. <laughs> what, what he does is he makes incense for churches. Oh, okay. So that's what he was doing. Yeah. And we get a scene of her talking. Oh, and God, the housekeeper's name is Mrs. Dash. <laughs> no joke. Yeah. No. <laughs> 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 She's just about to revolutionize the world. <laughs> I've been thinking, why have all your spices in separate jars? Why not put all the good ones together but not add salt? <laughs> and there is a bit of sort of this thing between Mrs. Dolly and Mr. Dolly where he's saying, ah, you should be out hanging out with people your own age. And she's saying, well, who would tell me stories about frankincense and the oils that they gave baby Jesus? And I'm like, okay. Yeah, so that kills half an hour of your marriage. Right, like, <laughs> other stuff to do. Right. She, she likes his stories that he tells her. Yeah. Dr. T is there helping Mrs. Fred. He says she's got to be on bed rest for a week, get a door or something, and put it under the bed for support. Mm-hmm. And she can't get up, she can't go anywhere and do anything. And Fred's like, I'll help. Right. That's going to go great. Yeah. Mrs. Dolly is reading this pamphlet. He's that- like, I'll help. And just suddenly, like, a bucket falls yeah. down. Just like. <laughs> Just the, the oxygen masks from a plane. Just... Righto. I put these on you first. Yeah. Mrs. Dolly is trying to read this pamphlet and apparently she's illiterate. She's like sounding the words out. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, she can't read. And this is Poplar. I'm guessing a prostitute. <laughs> but then she goes into labor which is not great news because she was told by Sister Nobody she probably had three weeks left. Mm. So this is a bit early and she's terrified. Mm-hmm. She calls Nanata's house. Nurse Cranky gets the call and she's like, I'll be there in five minutes. Mm-hmm. And then she puts Deal. Delia's just there yeah. in her pink or her purple. She looks adorable, by the mm-hmm. way, in mm-hmm. her like purple nurse's outfit, whatever yeah. the hell it is that she does. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she's like, answer the phones. You're just answering the phones. Like, don't do anything else. Right. And don't deliver any babies. There's a weird bit here where Sister Monica Joan is putting out the, the milk bottles. And she's like, Delia drinks a lot of milk. And she's like, I do like a milky brew. And I'm like, why is this important? <laughs> I don't need to know this about Delia. She's, she's stealing some of the milk and selling it on the black market. <laughs> <laughs> Typical Welsh. <laughs> Fred gives Mrs. Fred a bell to ring. Pretty standard. Yeah. Okay. I didn't even take notes because I didn't. Yeah. This is definitely my favorite episode. Oh, okay. I think. That's fine. Yeah, it okay. is. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's okay. You like this. Let's <laughs> settle on that. So this was the Ted sister birth scene that I've seen on this show. Uh-huh. Because Mrs. Dolly's gone into labor and she's at this table that Mrs. Dash had put the this vase of flowers on. And I'm like, look, you don't put a table and a vase on this show unless that vase is going to crash into something. Right. So she calls back to Nanata's house because Nurse Crane has been delayed mm-hmm. because her automobile wouldn't start. Mm-hmm. So she has to bike and that obviously takes a lot longer right, and she's right. not used to it. Right. So she's coming and... Dolly has called back to Nanata's house and Delia's trying to talk her through this. Mm-hmm. She's terrified. She's in all this pain. Yeah. Delia's trying to remind her how to breathe. Mm-hmm. And she's saying, we need to slow baby down. Yeah. But baby is coming fast. Mm-hmm. And she winds up delivering her own baby. Wow. And just screaming in this horrible... I mean, this actress did a great job. Yeah. yeah. But it was so difficult to watch. Yeah. So she finally... She has a little baby girl. Mm-hmm. And Nurse Crane gets there and she's like, oh, well done. 
you know how they always do. Yeah, yeah. Birthing is all about positive reinforcement. <laughs> yes. Then at dinner that night, Delia gets a toast from everyone for, you know, doing mm-hmm. a good job. Mm-hmm. Sister Monica, I do not know. Oh, okay. I see what it is. Something, <laughs> Delia says, oh, it's a lot better than like dealing with like the male doctors uh-huh. that she has to deal with uh, or something like that. Right. And Sister Monica Jones says... I have always suspected that the results of the male organ are more rewarding than the organ itself. <laughs> and I was like, uh, what? Uh, uh, and they all also are like, I'm like, did we just, is this the blue room? What's going on? Right. Just didn't, didn't see anybody talking about jizz, but here we are. <laughs> Call the jizz wife. <laughs> That's the porn parody. <laughs> I'm sorry. At the chest clinic, Mr. Phillips refuses radiotherapy. Okay. Uh, he's some guy that we're suddenly supposed to care about. Sure. You know, at the chest clinic, Sheila is using Tim as a model. And he's like, I didn't sign up for this. And she's like, consider it a return on your pocket money. And I'm like, I hate this family. Yeah. I love them all individually. I know. Yeah. And we were so shipping this. And yeah. even like Tim back in the day. Yeah. And then he got polio and then he was fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Dr. Turner is like, listen, the quality of the time you have left with your family will be vastly improved if you get treatment for this cancer. And the guy's like, no, I choose my own death. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, he smokes and Tim sees him smoking. Fred tells Mrs. Fred that he's going to run her haberdashery. So he goes to the haberdashery and the first two clients need to be fitted for a brassiere and napkins for their monthly. Yeah. So he goes and gets Nurse Boring to come in and run that. I'm like, how does she just know how to run a haberdashery? Right. And then they play buttons and bows, <laughs> which always makes me think of Frasier. Yeah. And then Mrs. Dolly comes into the haberdashery and she's very awkward. She's there to pick up a pram cover. Her husband paid for it previously, mm-hmm. but like he like put on uh, a pink one and a blue one on hold, like depending uh, on mm-hmm. what gender the baby would be. There's a woman in there with her with her daughter who's like, oh, you know, it's such a blessing. One day you'll come into a haberdashery and you'll see your daughter, you know, looking right at you. I'm like... Ugh. They're not helping. <laughs> oh, but they had heard that she delivered her own baby. Uh, ah, yeah. And they're like very impressed. Yeah. She's like, don't talk to me. <laughs> Dr. T tells Sheila that he's been invited to witness a chest post-mortem on somebody who died of cancer. Okay. He's like, you want to come with? And she's like, no. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> Mrs. Dolly leaves her baby in front of the haberdashery. And, you know, that's weird. Yeah. Cancer lung. Yeah. So Dr. T sees the cancer lung and his colleague is like, dude, when are you going to accept that cigarettes cause cancer? Mm -hmm. And he's like, I like them. (laughs) Mrs. Dolly is freaking out at home. Basically, Nurse Cranky brings the baby back and it's very strange. And Mm -hmm. and she's like, you won't tell Dennis, Mm -hmm. which is her husband. And Nurse Crane is like, what is happening to you? Mm hmm. Mrs. Fred wants to go back to work. Fred says no. That just kind of keeps going like this. Yeah, yeah. And Tim has gotten some cigarettes out of his father's pack, and he lights one, and Dr. Turner yells at him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they get in a big fight about it. Right. He's like, what? You know, this kid smokes, and he's six weeks younger than me. <laughs> he's 14, by the way, in okay. case anybody cares. Nope. Then there's this weird scene between Mrs. Dolly and Mr. Dolly, and they're, like, they haven't named the baby yet, and mm-hmm. she feels like she can't name the baby. She just feels like she can't handle any of this. Mm-hmm. And she's saying that nothing, their life isn't real. 
and nothing is real and she's not real. Strawberry and she, fields. Basically, yeah. yes. You know, living is easy with eyes closed, <laughs> etc. Yeah. So finally, Dr. Turner promises that he will give up smoking to Tim. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Yeah. Then the next day, and you know, Sheila's bustling around his office, and she's like, a clean break. That's the best way. And he's like, well, now that we're giving up, and she's like, we? <laughs> but I smoke so little. He's like, only one or two a day. <laughs> and he's like, nope, we're all quitting. Yeah. Nurse Cranky goes back to the Dollies. It turns out that Mrs. Dolly has, like, left randomly. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. Because, mm-hmm. like, she comes in, and the baby is crying, and nobody's there. Uh-huh. And then when Mrs. Mr. Dolly comes in. He's very weird about where she might have gone. She left a note uh-huh. that was like, I've gone back. And he's like, oh, do we see your mother on the Isle of Man? I'm like, that sounds... Nobody lives on the Isle of Man. <laughs> <laughs> There's more haberdashery shenanigans. Nobody cares. Dr. T keeps pressing Mr. Just Phillips. Just like tangled up in ribbons yeah, and falling exactly. over. Yeah, He like, he didn't place an order that he was supposed to or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I real that's what I keep picturing is the end of one of those um Fenny Moore sketches. Yes, it's very like that, <laughs> yeah. except that there's not even anybody to go, Fenny Moore <laughs> Mr. Phillips's wife also doesn't want him to die. His whole like rationale is like when he used to be a bouncer at this club, she said he looked like a film star and he wants her to remember him that way and not as a dying man. I'm like, but you're dying right now and also buddy right. I don't know if you've looked in a mirror recently. <laughs> But you don't look great. (laughs) You look like you're dying. Yeah. So as I suspected, Roseanne Dolly is a prostitute. Mm -hmm. And she's, you know, back down at the docks. And she's staying with a friend named Nell, Uh, uh, who has two children of her own. mm -hmm. And, you know, she is a prostitute to support them. Right. Nurse Cranky and Sheila figure it out because they get her records from wherever she was last seen. And Mm -hmm. they figure out that she was in a home for abandoned children. And then Mm -hmm. um, that she was you know a sex worker like i forget how they figure it out but they do basically roseanne's like i can't go back there and nell is like uh like you literally hit the jackpot yeah you should not be here yeah she's like i'm only doing this because i have to like you don't have to do this anymore yeah it's a real like goodwill hunting situation yeah and so mrs fred finally comes back to the shop and kicks fred out and then this mean lady is saying, well, I didn't have to tell you Fred Buckle is a bumbler and like all this stuff. And then she kicks that lady out. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah, sure. I'm like, I didn't need this. Yeah. Like, I don't think that Fred and Mrs. Fred are going to get a divorce. Right. Dr. T goes nuts on some administrator to get another chest clinic. Mm-hmm. Like, he's very like enthusiastic. And the guy is smoking and he's like, you know, they're calling them coffin nails. And I'm like, bitch. Yeah. You know, he's just, like, such a noob, you know? And I'm like, quit being like this. Mm -hmm. But he gets the... Like, he asks for, like, double what he wanted, and he gets what he actually wanted. Yeah, yeah. uh, Because Tim has been teaching them all about psychology. (sighs) I know. Look. Nell finally calls Nanata's house and is like, hey. Pick up your girl. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Phillips is reading to his kids, and he decides to treat his cancer. I, which is good. I, I just, mean, yeah. But again, this is like, why is this plot in here? Yeah. Like, quit trying to have three plots. Yeah. I think you only need an A and a B on this show. Yeah. And if you're going to have a ridiculous subplot, have it be about the girls at the house. Yeah. Or the nuns, you yeah. know? Yeah. Nurse Cranky and Sister Nobody managed to talk Mrs. Dolly into going 
back to her husband. Okay. And I liked this scene a lot because you find out that actually she is very religious and mm. she met Mr. Dolly. I assumed he was a client of right, hers. Right, right. But actually he just was a member of her same church. Oh. So they met at the church mm-hmm. and, you know, you know, fell in love or what, you know, whatever circumstances. Right, right. And she feels like, you know, she's, she's articulating that basically she's abandoning her baby because she doesn't understand how to not abandon her baby. Right, right. We get a great monologue from Nurse Cranky about her mother. Mm-hmm. And her mother, you know, did things to keep shoes on her feet and food on the... T- and she gets really, like, mm-hmm. misty. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. And she's yeah. saying, you know, I never understood how that broke her. She hid that from me. And if mm-hmm. she was here now, I would tell her that she's the strongest and bravest woman that I ever knew. <laughs> And it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Again, less of Dr. Turner, more yeah. women doing stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she gets back and she is there with Nurse Cranky and she decides that she's going to name the baby Faith. Huh. You know, it came, she's like, it came to me like you said it would. And I'm yeah. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Fred puts the door back on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, basically, he and Mrs. Fred have a conversation. She's like, I don't care that you're an idiot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she says, you know, I love you and I wish we had more time together. And, you know, it's fine. Yeah. It ends on like the scene where Tim is like, I use psychology. And then like Dr. T is like, oh, my God, you never smoked. You were just tricking me. And he's like, yeah. (laughs) And he's like. I want you two to be around for a long time. You're my world. And I'm like, you're a psychopath. What 14-year-old yeah. likes their parents so much? <laughs> but whatever. I yeah. don't know. It was the 60s. Yeah. Just a different world. Yeah. No, wait till he, you know, wait till he starts dating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll start using psychology on his dates. Yeah. And I don't like that path. No. All right. Well, All right. that is the next two episodes. Okay. So we're, uh, we're rocking and rolling That's on That's right. Yeah. Until next time. Up, up yours, yours downstairs. downstairs. Luncheon out. <laughs> <laughs>